What's up? Oh, just hanging out, you know, just hanging out. You're hanging out and then you're grilling out later today. You're going to grill out. That's how you do it here in the South. Uh, hey, Dave. So it's episode number 22. We just found out 22 episodes went by in uh, pretty quick. You know, just think about how many I'm fun. Just think about how many episodes we'd have if there was no COVID. Well, I don't know, none. One. None. <laughs> The correct answer is none. So really, if you'd like to see the uh, podcast continue, uh, we'll just keep the yeah, keep the COVID going. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, just trying to find a put a positive spin on COVID. How do we you know put a positive spin? COVID on? brought you band meeting with Tyler and Dave. You're welcome. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah. What's been going on lately? Not much. We did. Uh, we canceled those shows in September, which is I. I think are we would we still be out right now? Yeah, somebody texted me the other day, uh, maybe two days ago, and said, "Was I supposed to be doing something tonight?" Oh yeah, going to your show in Chattanooga. And I was like, "Oh, oh that man, was gonna be Chattanooga." Tonight. Yeah, it was a couple nights ago. I love that venue too. That's a good venue. I think we only played there once. That was with the radio show. Yeah, it's gonna um, be fun. The great backstage, even though we probably wouldn't be hosting, you know big get-togethers but uh it that was when we are, you bought a br- brunch bunch of your friends and your wife's friends and then i was in there like changing for and into like back into my regular clothes and i was like butt naked yeah and they're do- the bunch one? of doctors and they're like hmm bend over yeah they're Sad. like that's a weird looking <laughs> <laughs> that's just the end of the sentence right there <laughs> a weird looking i was trying to think of something you know like that was a weird looking mole i don't know yeah, that's weird looking. To... Just that's just weird looking. I'm like, what is all just all of you? Yeah, just you as a whole. <laughs> ah, I love it. Uh, you we were talking uh, before this about a couple of anniversaries. It's the uh, you said, Dave, September tomorrow is was well, September 16th, so it's not tomorrow, but six, September 17th, which is already passed, was the 19 year anniversary of our first record. Yeah, so September seventeenth would be nineteen years since our first record came out. That's pretty. That's pretty wild to think about. So I'm going to kick into some. Here we go. Leg to stand on. Ready? No, but let's do it. No, that's not it. It's uh, that's not how it goes. But yeah, how it's I all capoed in the. Yeah. Get on your horse and ride. Uh, I got some really good memories from making that record, actually. So it's, oh, it, yeah. I think about like the 19 years ago, uh, uh, me and you were just like driving in your rusty Honda Civic to the studio. Yeah, the thing was until, it, crap. until it just died. It did. It Broke just died. at the studio. At the studio. Yeah. And we would, we well, had, it was a lot of fun making that record. It was the least. Out of all the records we made, it was the least like work. Like it was just like every day was was show up, go for, yeah, go eat and drink, go get some food, go get some wings. Yeah. Those wings that they made at the cactus club. Yeah. So good. What were the, what was the sauce? They put some, it was some sort of, 
It was a hot wings or it was the it dip. Was it wings. was the dip. There was the Parmesan. Creamy, creamy Parm. Parmesan dip. And used to, I used to just dip them and then just lick, just lick the, the dip was so good. And then we used so to have disgusting. those, those, what were those, those bowls that had the. Teriyaki you know, chicken you, rice bowl. Yeah. We got the teriyaki chicken rice bowl and they had the whatchamacallits in it. The sliced. Uh, water chestnuts. Not water mine. Chestnuts, I asked for no yes. water chestnuts. Every time. It was like me, you, and Joey Moy would go out there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was so good. You know, it's interesting. Is like, you know, because it's also the 20-year anniversary of September 11th. And I remember when that happened, uh, me and you were still working. So I remember I got up at like 6 in the morning and watched the second plane hit live on TV. I swear I you were like, talking to me on the phone. Was I talking to you on the phone? Did I call well, you? you? I was like, dude, you, you called me. And you were like, I remember you saying a plane hit one of the Twin Towers. And I was, I mean, I didn't even know what the Twin Towers were. You know, we live in Vancouver, British Columbia. We were on the other side of North America. You know, I wasn't a traveled kid. I hadn't been around. I I probably had seen the pictures of the skyline. But when you said that, I, I was, I couldn't wrap my head around what you were talking about. I was like, what are you talking about here? And then I swear, I feel like I was talking to you on the phone and you were telling me what, what it was. And then you were like, oh, man, another a plane just hit the other tower. And I'm like, I'm going home. I was already working. I was driving my work truck, driving, driving around. And I'm like, I'm going home. And I just drove Any home excuse. and watch. You know, <laughs> just went right straight home and watched news. Like I, I still, I mean, my wife and I were just reminiscing about this because we were watching something. And I, I, like, you know, in our 40 some odd years of life i I can't think of another event that impacted me like that one did and i mean i'm I'm talking about not even having been working canadian kids like but it was there was something about the pictures the images like it it really was an impactful thing and i still like think about it and it gives me chills to think about just those moments yeah it's pretty uh it was very surreal it was weird to watch. And then uh, me and Tim went down to New York to meet with our managers. Mm-hmm. They flew me and Tim there because they wanted to manage us. They flew us down there. So I, I went down to, I think me and Tim went down to, to Ground Zero there. Yeah. To see how big it was, to see that it was just nothing there. But they still, I mean, it was still all the stuff, the big rubble and everything. They had They had a wall up, so you couldn't really see what they're doing, but. Yeah, it was messed up, but it's uh, made we, me we, think. It's made me think recently about some of the military shows we've done. It's cool because like these people are like they're so gracious when we go play these shows. It blows my mind. We go to Japan, for example, <clears throat> and we're there for you know like a th- it's like a thirty-six hour trip or something. And they're like, "Thank you so much for being here." Oh man, thank you. You don't know what it means to us. And I'm just like, what? we're here for 36 hours you know like how about thank you for being here you've changed your yeah. life here you are and your your family is here you guys live on this base and man it's like there's some serious sacrifice and a lot of it was caused by by 9-11 i think a lot of mm-hmm. military were like people were driven in because of of that event and i get it i mean after sort of experiencing it and seeing it i mean we grew up in canada i mean it's literally there's there's no military almost you don't you don't grow up and see 
people in fatigues or stuff like that at the airports as much, you know, like yeah, just a, it's a different kind of mentality. I remember thinking it was like, you, you know, you get to a city where there's a base and you see a lot of people in fatigues and, and I'm like, man, this is strangers. A lot of military here, but that was because they're on the base. That's where they live. Yeah. Yeah. That it proved September 11 proved one thing. The one thing that the terrorists didn't put into your equation was that, uh, the adverse effect that they had, that it, it, it didn't work. It actually did the opposite. It actually brought all these people together. Yeah. And, uh, it actually, mm -hmm. yeah, had, there was a massive uptick in people joining the military after that event. So it just kind of proved otherwise that it was, it was a waste of time. It did nothing. Which is which is uh, the one good thing you take away from it, brought everyone together. Yeah, but remember, yeah, we were both working. Remember right after that, just like the feeling of patriotism. You know what? It was like there was. It felt like a never a time before, where people were just like you know. After that, it was just to be American. It was. I mean, you could see it. Yeah, the international community came together. Yeah, it was it was the it was the parallels of uh you know with Pearl Harbor same thing. You know, someone attacked Americans and killed Americans on American yeah. soil. Everyone same thing. Everyone kind of came together. Um yeah, we both yeah. still worked, but it was shortly after that when we went in and started tracking our first record. Mm -hmm. Remember we what quit our jobs on Christmas Eve or something? And my last day of work was Christmas Eve, and that's only because yeah. I worked for my uncle. I probably would have quit a lot <laughs> earlier, but I knew I was going to leave him up shit creek. So, I mean, we, I, we, I literally worked till Christmas Eve, and then we went in the studio Boxing Day, which is December 26th. So, yep. I mean, I, I worked right up until the last minute. He wasn't very grateful for it either, to tell you the truth. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't? Nah, I don't know. I, I, you know. I didn't feel like he was all that grateful for the fact no. that I kept on working. I could have just jumped ship, been like, I'm done. I'm done with this. But Yeah. Yeah, well, that was back in Canada when it used to snow all the time. Remember how much snow there was when we were in the studio? Because it covered my car. My car broke down, and you couldn't even see my car. It was just snow. Yeah, it was a full foot of snow. And then we recorded for, I think, four years or something. We recorded so long that it got to spring and the snow melted and then my car was there and then we got in one day and I started and it worked. And I drove home. I think at the end of the recordings after we're done finished recording. It seemed we it's know the record will be done when the civic starts again. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> like oh, how do we know oh we're going to be done this record when the Honda Civic rolls again? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but that was uh that was good times. Yeah, we rented a car. That was when good old Rom Diaz came in. Yep. Uh, tracked. We didn't know him at all. He was there doing some other project. And then, uh, and the old Rom Diaz came in, who we ran into in Nashville. He's out He's with Candlebox. Candlebox That's yeah. right. Good old Rom Diaz. Yeah. Love Robin. He has a uh, Robin Diaz, a little quick shout out to Robin Diaz. He's got such a great, infectious, positive attitude. He's always happy, always like upbeat. Always happy to see you. I love those kind of guys. Robin Diaz. Yeah. And he's been playing drums a long time. I he's an amazing uh, drummer. Yeah. He until Joe came in, he was he he was the he played drums on our first three records. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, that was a good studio time, man. 
And then, uh, and then we hopped on the road. Yeah, 19 years it came out. That's weird. Uh, yeah, the first record. I remember shooting the first music video. That's where Ron Berman, who was our air guy, flew out. And he's like, hey, man, Tyler, you want to go in a helicopter? I'm like, sure. And there was some dude there with a helicopter at the shoot. And yep. he took the doors off. Me and Ron Berman went up. No doors. And he like went super close, like the mountains and stuff. It's like, yeah, they asked me if I wanted bad. to go. And I was like, pass. <laughs> You're just waiting to see the headlines. I'm like, Man, Singer of first, some band. Our first record even out. <laughs> yeah, first record wasn't even out. We're shooting the music video. But that was like a high-end music video. Like I think it cost probably like 250 grand. And it had like the camera that was like the camera that was like a robot. Mm-hmm. So it filmed the same thing every time. So we stood in the middle of the road and we filmed and then we had to like, pretend there was a truck right. coming and we and like moved at the last minute and then the truck would go by and then they filmed the truck with the same camera. So then you put the two together and it looks like we're literally like step out of the way. Well, the best part of that was when you flicked off the the piece of rubble <laughs> from your shoulder. That was the slickest That's right. thing. I think that was not my idea. Uh, that was, yes... I thought the best thing about the music video I thought was the introduction to the handlebar mustache. Yeah, the uh, the rock star makeover. They're they're like, all right, what are we gonna do with this group of four turds here? How are we gonna polish <laughs> these guys? How are we gonna polish I'm, these guys up? The rock and roll shower. He's like, I'm scrubbing. I'm scrubbing. There's <laughs> not scrub harder. Off. Scrub harder. What about face tat? Can we get these guys some face tattoos? Yeah, the rock and roll shower is uh, like is something we call. When you have like a group of dudes that are just a group of we were just a group of dudes so we didn't look like rock stars at all we didn't dress like it and so they had to like try to rock stars up so the label's like we gotta get you wearing cooler clothes you know what are we gonna do with a singer and it's just like and it was their idea to give me the handlebar mustache so it was their fault and then they dyed your hair blonde remember dave they're like or your hair was like white or something yeah and then, like, we did a photo shoot, and it, like, your head blended into the sky, and it just looked disappeared. like it stopped. <laughs> yeah, it was, just like, it was overexposed, so it just like disappeared. <laughs> and we had to do, we did that photo shoot down in Delta by the train yeah. on the train tracks, which was like the that was a great that was a kind of an epitomous. That's where they shot the angel. Mm-hmm. Antonio Cupo was the angel, a friend of ours, who's an actor and director and stuff. Now he. uh but remember, the train would come, and we'd have to like jump off the tracks, and it went down like a hill. You couldn't just yep. walk off. Well, because they wanted to get pictures, pictures with the train in the background and stuff. Stand by me moments. Train. Yeah, and that was back in the day. As usual, everything was still on film. So, like when they shot, there was no digital cameras. So the camera was all film. So I remember, like, we went to New York, uh, and then. They had all of the photos and they were on these sheets and they were just all the photos and we got this little eye thing and you get to look. Yeah, this is the moment I realized early on that that <laughs> this playing in a band wasn't going to be all fun and games. <laughs> and we had a look and every single photo, one of us had our eyes closed. I remember it was yeah. like, it was so hard to find. We sucked so bad. We couldn't keep our eyes open. We're just like, hey, are you guys ready? We're like, yep. And then someone would be like this. And every now photo, they, now they was, ask, they're like, I, "We need you guys to approve photos." And I don't even look. I'm like, I approve them all. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because I you am guys just watch over this. It. I don't care. Uh, you know clip what? If you, promo. If you want to release this picture, that yeah, release it. If you guys feel like it's a good one, if if the other three guys are good, I'll bite the bullet. I don't care. 
<laughs> well, Dave, they usually like put you so far in the background. They're like, Dave, your name's Dave, right? Or is it Rick? Go back farther. You, I'm telling see you, you, every every single music <laughs> video we've ever shot, I've gone up to the director and I'm like, listen, the label's going to tell you, you got to make sure you get a little bit of each member of the band, <laughs> a little bit. And I'm like, you don't need to get me, okay? Just put me in. I'm not going to get offended. I don't want to be in the video. Every single video we've ever shot, I've done that for real. I'm like when the, nobody's around, I go up to the director. I'm like, don't worry about putting me in a bunch. Like, I'm, I, I don't want to be in the video a bunch. <laughs> Bare yeah. minimum, buddy. Bare minimum. She's it's your usual mo. Yeah, is, uh, <laughs> um, it's hard yeah, for me. And then the make... music videos are tough. If you could, if you could, if we were performing the song, I could perform for the music video. But they want you to fake it and have fake energy, fake this fake big energy, and it's never feels natural. And it, and I'm always just you like, got to rock you know, out way harder. Yeah they want you to rock out way harder and i just i'm not good at that stuff and joe's playing on drums that they're all they're all muted they're double skinned mm -hmm. and double cymbaled so they don't actually so they go ka, 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 ka. yeah and joe's like ka, 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 ka. and it sounds so silly and he's like pretending to yeah. rock out his dean is ferociously paying his bass and it's not even plugged yeah, in that's, that's the treatments the video treatments so good yeah we got so and that's another thing we used to do in, in back in the day before there was like really a email and stuff so they would send you all these mm -hmm. treatments and we would sit there and read through treatments and be like scripts. You'd manila envelope and you'd open it yep. up. There'd be like 15 video treatments yep. in it. And there'd be like a, pay, like a cover email. page. I think it was email in like the 70s or something like that. Before email, we were getting these things. Yeah. Back in the day. Yeah. That's amazing. And then, I, yeah. Remember, but yeah, all of our videos were shot on film. And so they'd have this guy that has this little tent. So the guy would have to, when they'd have to change film canisters. Mm -hmm. You can't expose the film to light, so they put these in this little tent thing, and he put his hands in. Almost it like it's so like nuclear much waste. money to make videos yeah. back then. It was ri ridiculous. It was cool though. We got to kind of witness all that, like, like it, uh, you know, where everything was like. We do a shot. Okay, we're gonna do a close up of Tyler, and they would do the shot, and they would do it like three times the whole song. Like, okay, let's take a break. We're going to set, do a new setup. We're going to go. Now we're going to Dave's face or something. And they would, they would take like 45 minutes because mm -hmm. they would have to like set up these rails, yeah, train tracks and, that the, yeah. the camera would be on, on this like trolley, this dolly, and they would get pushed by like four people. And it would take forever to set up these new things. And so we would just go into a trailer or go to craft services and eat candy for 45 minutes. And then we did the low life video and it was like three dudes with, canon 5ds mm -hmm. and they would all shoot at the same time yeah and it was like the video was over in like four hours we're like this is how you do it because <laughs> yes, we had to we had we had flights that afternoon we literally were like raced out of there as soon as we did the last that's shot right. we jumped in our moving car and raced to the airport and that's when we the because that's when the <laughs> there was a day off in nashville and so all the crew had a day off, and the crew have a day off. They party. Well, they had, do a, they had a day off with band. <laughs> yeah, with the band away too, right? So they <laughs> so they lighting off fireworks, and the cops came or something, and then they all got hammered. And we get to the we land in Nashville at the airport, and there's no one to pick us up. We don't even know what we don't even know where the hotel is. Yeah, no one's details. answering their phones. They're all drunk and passed. Out. <laughs> We finally got a hold of one of our crew guys. Are like, oh, he's like, hello. I'm like, what's going on? Where's the hotel? Like, who's picking us up? Yet. 
Yeah, that was that was good times. That was a good video uh, shoot. That was one that we blew that shit up, like probably illegal. Blew up that oh, thing man. and blew out windows and yeah, it was awesome. Donald Logue was in it. Blew out the neighbor's windows with the explosion. I remember they said we can only do this once, and they had a line on the ground. They're like, we got to make sure your guys are past this, the death line, before we push the button. Okay, make sure you pass this line. Now, whatever you do, don't react to the explosion. I couldn't help it. Because you can only do it once. So when it went off, you had a, it was going to be slow-mo like we were like in a movie. And, of course, the first thing Dave does is like, what the hell, man? <laughs> couldn't Didn't help you react it, man. To I knew it? it was coming. Yeah, I reacted. <laughs> For sure, I reacted. Let's do it again. We can't. Half it was of Tampa's on fire. You could feel the heat. You could feel the heat. Where did we was that Jacksonville? Where was Jacksonville, that? Jacksonville, yeah. Yeah, it was good times. Oh, that's a long time ago too. I don't know when that album came out. We're not talking 19 years for that one, but 2011. So, that's 10 years ago, man. Yeah, we've talked about doing like a 20 year anniversary. You could do a show. There I mean, we could we could do a 10, I mean, for we passed the 10 year anniversary of we've always talked about doing that the anniversaries of something and then they pass and we don't do it. Like we could have done the 10 year anniversary of scars, 10 year anniversary. Of Truth is now it's the 10 Isn't year that anniversary. Somebody's job to do that. Like I, I am not the guy. It's ours. In, Dave. I am not very good at keeping tab on that stuff. It's ours. It buck stops here. I don't know. 10 years ago. What? Something happened 10 years ago. What year, what year is it right now? That's the problem. And time has stood still. We are going to go on tour though. We are going to tour. People say that to me. You forgot my birthday. Wait, your birthday is September 13th. Yeah, it's September 15th. It was two days ago. Oh, September 15th? Man, happy birthday. I know your birthday. I just don't know what day it is right now. That's the problem. Just, you just remind me of the guy, the, the dad from uh, Step Brothers. Say, what are you? Oh, I'm going to go down to Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> yeah. well, where are you it's going? Christmas it's Christmas. Oh, oh, Merry Christmas. <laughs> 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 it's my it's my birthday. Oh, oh happy birthday. This is so awesome. Yeah, you smell like cheesecake and cheap whiskey, or was it? It was uh, say it say, say it was like it's the best night of my life. Well, I feel sorry for you. <laughs> yeah, we've watched Step Brothers quite a few times. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Uh that's why like every time I think about get back on the road, it really is just hanging out and watching TV shows. It is. I see a lot of our friends are out there. I follow a ton of people and see they're just having the timeline. I saw it was Chris from Blackstone. Was they did the first show back in the UK? I know they, they do really well over there. Uh, and he was he was crying after the show or something. He's like, "These are real tears." You know, yeah. It's like it's the it's getting out on the road and touring. This is what all we do. It's therapeutic. It's just watching so a Skinner sure. a Leonard Skinner documentary, and it's pretty cool. They talk about just you know working their butts off kind of early on and making no money and playing all these shows and any money they made, they put back into recording two songs at the studio and back on, back on tour. <clears throat> but they had a couple records out and then they went to the UK and they're like, man, they treat us like the Beatles over there. And it made me think of Blackstone Cherry. I'm like, man, those guys just get, they've just loved them in the UK. That's like a band. They've just connected. They understand each other. And I, I kind of get it. Leonard, the same with Skinner. It was like the same mm. idea. Yeah. Well, they're a great band. 
we've we've done some shows over there with the Blacks John Cherry, as they call them there in Scotland. Tour. The Blacks John yeah, Cherry. That's yeah, a fun tour. Yeah. Yeah, but we've toured with Blackstone like when they started, right? I think. Uh, John Fred messaged me on MySpace <laughs> when we were first like touring, and he sent me a message and said, "Hey, man, I play in this band called Blackstone Cherry. We think you guys are awesome. Love to play some show. I don't remember even the details." And I hit him back up, and I was like, "Man, you guys are awesome. I love your stuff." And and then I swear it was like. I don't know, three or four years later, Roadrunner signed them, and we played a show in Rockford, <clears throat> Illinois, and they were on the bill, and I was like, "That's this is that band, and he came up, John Fred came up to me that day, and he's like, I don't know if you remember, and I'm like, I remember, I know exactly what you're going to say, you hit me up on MySpace, and we had like a big hug, like, I can't believe we just met. And, he uh, came up to yeah. you, or did, did, did your bodyguard like ha have him removed? <laughs> This is before this is before I had those bodyguards, multiple body bodyguards. Oh, okay. That's way back. Right. I can't I can't get recognized at our show after we've on played. stage. Dave can't get recognized on stage. It's you, well you and Joe get mixed up a lot. Yeah. People always tell me that I'm a great drummer. I think it bothers like, Joe a you. lot. Thank you. I always yeah. tell Joe oh, the message to say drum solo. Joe, you're a great drummer. Oh, what? Yeah, somebody told me. Uh they thought I was you, but they complimented me. <laughs> It's, very it's a compliment. It's a compliment. Yeah. They complimented me very wholeheartedly, and I wanted to pass it on to you. Uh, you're a great drummer, Joe. Uh, and also, uh, a uh, person outside wants the guitar player's autograph, so you got to go out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Blackstone Cherry. Yeah, there's one of those bands, just like Hailstorm, like we've been playing with forever. Even like bands like Shinedown, same thing. When we're playing with Shinedown, like way back in the day like mm -hmm. i remember when brent came over we were doing we were working on scars and souvenirs he, yep and then he came over to i think it was your room yeah he came over to our, our and he played uh, us yeah they, right it was your room right he played some Woods, demos yeah. of uh yeah, he played crow and the butterfly uh yeah i can't remember what they played but i remember record. he wanted me to sing on crow and the butterfly he's like you want to sing on this i'm like yeah I love the song. I think it's still my favorite song on that record. Yeah, it's good. Uh, and then it didn't happen, but he did come in, in our, the studio and he sang on So Happy. Yeah. And I remember uh, he's like, what do you want me to do? I'm like, I don't know, just sing something super high or something. And he was just like, I'm so happy that I threw you away. That like, awesome. Yeah, just like that. <laughs> so he's gone and he did like a bunch of them, like super like. Ah! Yeah, that and was then, fun. Uh, he's, yeah, it was a lot of fun. That record was awesome. Like, I, it's interesting. Like that record, how like, I don't remember like how how a lot of those songs even came about. Like, there was so many songs, so many songs written that when we were done recording, we went and continued and recorded more songs mm -hmm. up in Vancouver. Like we did, we did B sides, but they were like more and they were good. Like, I remember we were with uh, what's his name at the warehouse there, Fraser, Mike Fraser, Mike Fraser, yes. Legendary Mike Fraser, my ACDC. Um, and uh, that's when there was still MySpace. And I remember our new songs came out on our MySpace page. And I think it was so happy. They released it to our MySpace. And we were in the studio watching on MySpace how many listens we were getting. We we're like, wow, I'm, I, it was a lot. 
I don't know what our lot was back then, but we we're like, okay, this is something's happening here. We're like, something's happening. But then we went up, we recorded, I think we recorded Villain. Yeah, that's right. That's one. I love that song. The villain yeah. always wins when the hero's away. And uh, Shadow, was that Shadow? Yeah, that's another that's awesome one. Written about, that's written about Lane Staley, one of my mm-hmm. favorites. <laughs> Toll Allison Chains kind of style. That's when the label had this great idea that we'd release the record and then later we'd release a re-release of the record with all this unreleased material so that we could, <laughs> right. you know, so that Double. people that already bought the record would go back in and buy, buy and, again. and, you know, this is just the brilliance of labels. And then they released it all on day one. We're like, no, that was, yeah, that was the truth is that's oh, right. Okay. Was that what it was? <laughs> yeah, that was the, yeah, the labels, they realize there's only a certain amount of people that will buy your record. So then what happens is they, they know this. So then what they do is they try to get the same people to buy your record multiple times. Right. So that they put, they put bonus footage, like, oh, this is a bonus one. Well, Scars, we did, we did a bonus one, like a, which had extra songs on it, had acoustic yeah. versions. I think it was like 20 right. songs or 18 or something like that. Yeah, I remember that. And the truth is, they did the same thing. Because B sides originally came from, you know, when a record had, two sides so you would yeah. release a single and you a had single. to put something on the back of it so the beatles would have a b-side usually turn out to be a massive hit for the beatles can't remember some of their famous b-sides but they were like as big as their a-sides so the labels were well, obsessed. not just remember? writing garbage on the b-sides you know it's usually it's still you know it's another good song yeah <laughs> yeah so the b-sides are the they're obsessed our a and our guy was obsessed with b-sides like we're guys we're gonna need at least three b-sides here like what for i remember that we always complain because we're like, well, if it doesn't make the record, it's obviously it's not that good. Like, you know, I did, like it's something we don't really want people to hear. You know, like we have to. We don't, you know, <laughs> the, the goal should never be to go and make right B sides. What was? I don't yeah. understand the goal here. The B sides are stuff that you have left over. Don't send us mm-hmm. into the studio to write B sides. It's, it's like, hey, son, go on there, do that math test. Go get your, go get a C. It's like cutting the crust off it. your sandwich and then, and then, you know, saving the crust and eating them later. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> I don't, I don't know the analogy, but yeah. So they're obsessed. So we're like, all right, God damn it. Fine. So then we figured out we would do acoustic versions of some of that were like, well, this is acoustic version. But then it was always like for Japan overseas, you know, they like to do different stuff. I'm not sure why any of that mattered, but whatever work, whatever they wanted. But yeah. So and the truth is record. We, it was the same thing. It's like, we need a bunch of B-sides. So we're like, okay. So then they released it all on day one. We're like, what happened? Yeah. What happened? You could buy you could buy the album for $9.99 or the extended version for like $11.99 with That's like right. 19 songs on it or something. I'm like, yeah. What did you guys do? Yeah. We're like, what? Yeah, the whole strategy is to release it and then like six months down the road, go, hey, guys, and you sell it to the same people. But that's how labels work. But those days are gone. There's no B-sides anymore. There's just, there's, you know, the budgets have changed. Now it's just like you make 10 songs, 11 songs, that's it. Like you're not going to record 15 songs and then the label's not going to give you the money to do that. They're like, well, what are we going to do with these? So, which honestly, we're happy about it because we, if there's a song we don't feel is really fitting the vibe, we don't want people to hear it. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, exactly. we save that for the Tupac stuff when like, you know, we have like multiple Listen, songs that never got released. If there's a song that we're not really feeling like we don't want you to pay your hard earned money, at least not on opening day. 
We want you to we, buy that's that right. with your hard-earned money a few months later. later. That's right. <laughs> we care about our fans. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Yeah. But I really, I don't know what it was about that record, Scars, but there was definitely like a, a different strategy. I was trying to discuss that with you the other day. I was talking about A&Ring and I, mm-hmm. I, I, like, I kind of A&R things. A&R is like a person that would go it works at the label that takes care of like songs for bands. Back in the day, they were their job was literally just to go out and find songs mm-hmm. for bands. Like Elvis, Elvis didn't write, so he, the A&R guy would have to go find songs for Elvis, and Elvis would just sing them. So A&R now bands write majority of their music, so now he just picks the songs and determines what would make sense. So I kind of like do that as well, where I, I will strategically be like, okay, the song needs a few more rockers. You know, we need a couple of, you know, back, back like 10 years ago, it actually mattered if you had crossover songs. I'd mm-hmm. always think about like, we need to meet a couple of crossover songs, like right. a not meant to be an all or nothing. Cause those go to like pot AC and pop. It's like writing a novel tie. You know, you write your outline you're like, let's see, what do I need here? Uh-huh. You know, I need the climax, which is the hit. <laughs> yeah. Well, you got your, you got your three. Yeah. You're just like writing a script. You got your, your, you know, your three, whatchamacallits. Maybe red herring there. Yeah, and we, we used to like think about like I used to think about like what an o- great opening track would be. Like if someone like got the disc and they push play. Track order what is my is, favorite. What's that? Track order is my favorite. Yeah. Like what is going to be the first it's like, you know, when you listen to verses from Pearl Jam. You know? Mm-hmm. Was it Go was the opening track? I think so. But then when it goes into animal, it's just like da, 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 da. it's just like it's the certain energy. You're like, hey, this is great. This is great. Yeah. It's so thought, it's just it's like it's well thought out. Yeah. So that's kind of A and R and we're like you really think out the whole thing. Like, what would be a great opening track? And I don't know, I guess maybe with streaming, there, there with no more crossover, there is no more cross, there's no pop or how do you see for rock anymore. It's just like, mm-hmm. I don't know. You kind of lost I personally kind of lost that kind of side of it of just like thinking about what would be a great opening track? Because there is no opening track. It's just street people just go. And, I mean, I guess they push. Track, yeah, I, I guess they listen to more singles. But, you know, and then you don't really think about it. would be a great, like, crossover. Like, think of something like By the Way or, you know, something that would crossover. Like, you know, Since You've Been Gone or Santa Monica. You don't. But on the new record we're working on, like, we'll hopefully have out. What were we thinking? Maybe in the studio early next year? Yes, that's what we've been talking about. I kind of told you the other day I've gone back to kind of being more like at this A and R where I'm just kind of been planning stuff and trying to find what would be a great intro track. Would be a great like need a couple of these. So I'm kind of more focused on that. I'm really excited. So we'll see. Yeah, it'll be. It's it's weird because we released a record and then COVID hit. So it's like it's almost like the record that never happened. We never really supported it. We did one tour where we maybe played one or two songs from it. Yeah. It's strange, but yeah, I'm, I already feel like it's so long ago, you know, ready to start making new music. And I obviously want to get back on the road and play more shows, but just feel like we need to have, make some more current music again too. It'd be nice to do that next year. And then next summer, get on uh, an awesome big summer tour, play yeah. for 10,000 people every night. Perfect. Definitely something we uh, use around Christmas. I think they start putting that stuff together. Um, 
You know, it's crazy, Dave, is come January, which is not long from now, it'll be two years since that record came out. I know. That's, that's insane. And, and I think played, we played, yeah. 30 shows, maybe. I don't know. How many did we play on the Canadian tour? 20? 20, so 23 shows. Yeah, that's sad. <laughs> no, it's really sad. It's a, it's a little depressing. But yeah, I, I, when I was texting with like uh, the head of radio over at uh, our label, it's like, when are you guys making new stuff? What's going on? And I'm like, all right, all right, we're working on it. We're working on it. Next year. Um, great to have something out by like early summer, like a single. It takes forever. People are like, why can't you have something out now? It's like, it takes forever. It's like, even if we went in the studio in January, you wouldn't hear a single until June. It takes forever. It takes forever, but, um, and that's with you hounding everybody all the time. Hey, what's going on? What's going on yes, with this? You said uh, so-and-so was mixing it on a friday and now it's uh it's monday what's going on Where's... <laughs> yeah oh yeah i'm on i'm just what's going on? you have to but uh yeah it takes a while but uh yeah he was texting me said, what's going on what what's it going to sound like and i'm like i don't know how about theory meets theory of a dead man it made no sense he's like i like it i like it <laughs> <laughs> so that's the new thing now what's the new record gonna sound like theory theory meets theory of a dead man they're like i like I love it, it. I like it. <laughs> it's the kind of thing you can definitely sell to a label. And they're just like, don't. It's, it needs to be confusing enough that they need to look smart by understanding it. Joey from Friends, just laugh at If everyone laughs at the joke, they'll laugh at the joke. Yeah, I love you that episode there. of... It's a kill cliff, Dave. Shotgun I've it. still got a few left. Smash it against your head and then shotgun it. What's the smashing against your head thing? Why, why do people need to smash the can against their face? I don't know, and but you know, I know why it. they do it. Is anything no, getting? That's drained? why. That's why that you correct. So you got all these. Dude, how many jerks. beers did you? How many beers did you drink tonight? Yes. twenty-eight. That's right. Yeah, twenty-eight. Coors Light. Twenty-eight off the yeah. forehead. That's right. So you every video you watch with a guy like he head bangs, he headbutts it and it explodes, and he drinks the foam and he throws it away and it's like half full. Yeah. It's like that's why he's doing it. It's because he's not actually drinking the beer. I don't know what the thing is with the the bottle where they lick it and then they go up and then they swirl it and does like swirl, a swirl. it. What's I with the lick requires, at the beginning? To me, that requires more talent. <laughs> yeah, and they the drink the whole thing. They actually, yeah, I mean, you could smash a bottle against your head and then drink whatever's left. That would be that I would like to see. I like the smash fails, like the people that smash it repeatedly and really they're just smashing a brick into their head and and those people I I feel like they're getting what they deserve, kind of so. Yeah, and the Will Smith's character from Concussion is just like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. It's great. I would uh, I would endorse that. I would endorse more smashing on the head of uh, Killcliff. Send your send videos. Your, uh... <laughs> yeah, send your videos of you smashing Killcliff in your head. People are like, no, you can't don't. do that. They'll hurt themselves. People, we they don't need to talk, listen to us. They are going to do it anyways. No. I. I was watching uh, this show, and we, I, me and a couple of friends, we watch really bad television. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, you know, um, haven't really got into the Housewives of, you know, what are those shows? You know, the Housewives, County, of, Orange Housewives County, yeah. of Atlanta. But there's so many of them. I'm like, we got to get into this because it's going to be terrible. Like, it's going to be so much fun. So we're watching, like, you know, the 98 Fiance, The Other Way and stuff. It's it's insane. It's ridiculous. So terrible, but it's fun. So there was this new show, and it's these 
there is this girl and she's 16 and she's the queen of TikTok. She has the most, she has a hundred and something million followers on TikTok, the most okay. in the whole world. She's 16. So it's her and her family and her sister who's older has like, you know, 50 million followers. And they literally like, she's like, it's, it's her. This is what she does. And the thing is, I was watching the show and I felt so bad for her because the other shows you watch these 40 something year old women that are married to rich men and they have all plastic surgery and you know, they're mm -hmm. adults, right? So you make fun of them because you're like, well, I mean, you're an adult. So, <laughs> but I could not make, I, I felt so bad. I could, could not make fun of this 16 year old girl and right. her sister. Cause I'm like, they're kids. Imagine mm -hmm. being a kid and literally doing, she does silly dances on TikTok and having a hundred and something million followers and, and, and now, of course, all these companies are just like, Ugh. and she's 16 and she's, uh, you're and grounded. she's just like, what's that? <laughs> you're grounded. But I have, I have to get, yeah. uh, I have to go and, and make a message for my TikTok followers. You know, well, not, not this week. Give me your phone. That's right. <laughs> you're grounded. No TikTok for a week. Mom, I just lost $4 million to my endorsers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it was kind of sad to watch because it just happened so fast. Like, <sighs> And of course, you know, being kids, they don't, they don't know what they're doing. Like, they don't know how to respond to negative criticism. All their criticism is like, you're ugly, you suck, you're a loser. And of course, they all take it to heart because they're 16. And it's like, oh, man, I felt bad. But mm -hmm. TikTok, I don't know anything about TikTok. I ask people all the time, like, so what is it like a, what do you, what's the, with the dancing? Like, no, I mean, you can do whatever you want on there. But it's, I mean, it's. It's definitely not. I mean, I asked a friend the other day, I'm like, so is Instagram becoming like the new Facebook? And they're like, yes. I'm like, oh, oh, okay. TikTok's the new. And I guess in a year, there'll be some new thing that's the new TikTok. TikTok will be for like 30 year old. Uh, too old for the new and the new homes. and the new. I just need the old to stick around. And the old is what? Facebook? My mom's. I don't know. Sends me stuff on Facebook all the time. I guess Facebook. I never really got into Facebook, uh, but uh, I guess that would be the old. I know I don't like any of them. To tell you the truth, I don't. You know, I'm pretty, pretty bad with the social media. Yeah. I don't understand a lot of that stuff, uh, and I'm definitely, you know, turning into my parents. It's fine, uh, and it's I get it now. I'm like, necessary. Hmm, I get it. I get it. Yeah, I don't have a Facebook, but everyone thinks I do. They, they followed you on Facebook. I'm like, I don't have one. Yeah, you do. I'm like, I think there's some fake ones. Some of them, some will send me like, this person's fake. I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> Pretend you're me. If you're giving yeah. someone money, don't be giving people money. Why would you ever give me money? <laughs> hey, man, can you give me yeah. 20 bucks? <laughs> Why would you ever give me money? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I don't care if someone's fake. Makes me look good. I'm like, someone's pretending to be me? Oh, yeah. No. <clears throat> but no, I, we, I set up a fake Facebook account to try yeah, to trick our merch guy. Mm -hmm. on tinder because uh in order to get a tinder you have to have a facebook or something right so of course i tried to he was on tinder all the time talking about how he's always picking up chicks or something like that i was looking for dates and <laughs> so i like, brought a couple to some shows didn't yes, he play some he did. shows in like europe and he, like russia russia, russia. He brought, and he brought like he brought two he brought two girls two yeah. tinder girls the same we were out dinner and they're sitting <laughs> after the show <laughs> It's we're at dinner thing. there's these two tinder chicks sitting beside him I'm like so what are you gonna do just pick one at the end of the night what's going on <laughs> what <laughs> a pretty mistake. much need to hire him back <laughs> i think so uh yes 
it might happen um yeah I, we got me and him have some stories uh but yeah what was i talking about oh yeah so we try to i try to make this fake profile so he'll be interested interested in this girl named tyra o'connell that's right and then uh but, but then you have to create a facebook and of course then i had to create a fake background on the facebook because you're always going to check the facebook out and uh so you i pretended a girl I was, in a boston bruins jersey yeah just from <laughs> she went to like some bot harvard or something and i put a couple photos up like going to the library <laughs> and then uh, i try to get him involved like hey where are let's party or something like that because you shows where someone is close to you right right because it's like shows you someone's like in the same city and i'm like hey let's get together tonight and then he wouldn't respond and then i think he finally was like well i knew it was you i'm like how'd you know it was me he's like dude you, your facebook was one day old it shows when you make the facebook I'm like damn it and i just kept the i just kept the tyro connell and people started i started adding friends on there i don't go to it but uh my mom's on there now. I think my mom follows Tyro O'Connell and she'll like send me stuff. I'm like, mom, that's not real. It's fake. I don't check it. Stop sending like, oh, me. Honey, st- you're so beautiful. You're so Stop beautiful sending me stuff. Your Boston send this- Bruins jersey. Yeah. <laughs> Stop sending me send to 10 people and you'll have good luck stuff on Facebook. She sends me those things once in a while. <laughs> ah, good stuff. We only got one on the Dean counter today. I know. That's all right, though. That's all right. We just need to say it once so that he, you know, has to tell his parents and stuff to listen in. That's right. They mentioned me on the podcast, Dad. Oh, I'll have to listen. Dean's parents are some of our best fans. They They're on our shows, sporting the swag. There's a couple of the nicest people ever. His dad made my son like a traditional Danish blanket when he was born. Like, really? Yeah, I mean, again, as I saw have it, it's beautiful. He was so proud. <laughs> he was like, oh, is, "I'm so happy for you, my son." Yeah. I'm like, oh man, thanks, Soren. I think of you as father. <laughs> my <you."> son. <laughs> he's like, he's like, I wish you were my son. You're like, oh, <laughs> that's, oh, that's what? your joke. Thank you. Say was, I yeah. dad, Dave. Uh, he told me he wishes <laughs> that I was his. <laughs> <laughs> your dad was hanging out with some chicks in europe uh, that was a bucket list for him coming on that yep. on uh, that tour to the uk <clears throat> eating some gross microwaved like shepherd's food pie from tesco yeah shepherd's pie from from the yep. gas station he loved it and the petrol from the petrol station parents that's a good one we should do parent stories remember uh, dean was because dean's uh, got family from denmark his dad's danish and stuff but i remember dean was in we were in Denmark, and Dean went to some baby clothing store or something, looking for g- gifts or something. Mm-hmm. And he started talking to the shop owner, who was this older lady, and I started talking it up. And she's like, what do you do? And she's like, oh, I play in a band. We're actually playing tonight. Oh, my daughter's husband is in a band, too. And it turned out it was the that supermodel that was her shop. That was her mom was working hmm. there i can't remember her name me neither i'm just pretending uh, like i know what you're talking about hmm. i'll look it up it's uh and then Are you looking uh, up the the supermodel name what helena christensen ah okay right, right there you go is that her name i don't know i don't know, I don't know. put this on me yeah that's her 
There you go. So, so now he, yeah. Dean and Dean and Helena Christensen's mom are like pen pals or what? They're they're Facebook friends. <laughs> she's she's she asked to. Uh, I, yeah, I got an invite from her for Tyro O'Connell the other day. Declined. Yeah. Man, what do you got going on today, Dave? Uh, it's the morning here, so uh... yeah, I, it's raining here because uh, there's that golf storm. So there's lots of rain here. So I'm just gonna take it easy. I was hoping to try to get out to the land and let the dog throw the frisbee for the dog, but she's she's depressed because it's been like three days now of just rain, and her happy place is the rainy or is the is the land. So I'm, I'm too lazy to go out in the rain. Uh, you said you. You set up one of those wilderness cameras. Have you seen jack shit yet or what? Yeah, I saw fox. <clears throat> yeah. Um, some deer. Can you send me the stuff. I'll send it to you. I got it on my... I'll, send, I'll start sending it to you. I said, but a fox, a deer, and a, I think a family of Bigfoot. I was just going to say, when are you gonna, when's the Sasquatch going to happen? <laughs> a family of Bigfoot? Imagine if like you meet a family of Bigfoot and they speak English and they're like can't believe I just made, me, met a family of Bigfoot. And he's like, is that what you fucking call us? That's disgusting. <laughs> That's derogatory. <laughs> we have names, dude. Bigfoot. Really? Whatever, big nose. You know what I mean? Like, they're all upset. <laughs> yeah, right. That sucks. Uh, well, Dave, I'm getting excited already to get back on tour. Yeah. It's time. Uh, I'm ready. I'm beyond ready. Because after this really, tour, after really the October to, run, it was really sad to cancel those dates. I think we all were, you know, it was a tough decision, tough decisions. Well, we made some tough decisions before. Like we, there's the story of that, that outdoor festival we did. I, I don't know if I mentioned on here before. Maybe we talked about it before. I don't want to say what the festival was, but it was years ago and we did it multiple times and we were headlining this festival. There was thousands of people there. It was outdoors and there was a thunder and lightning storm. Oh yeah. And, and so we were like, we're not going on stage. And they're like, okay, we're, we, you know, it's supposed to go away. So they, they delayed it, postponed the show. I think it kept, kept getting pushed back, pushed mm -hmm. back. And then our tour manager's like, so what are we doing? We're we going on stage. What? I was like, no, still, I just saw a lightning strike. And he's like, well, the weatherman's here and they say it's going the opposite direction. And I'm like, look, we're not going on stage if we see lightning in the sky. That's just period. We're not doing it. So they finally canceled the show. And I think 20 minutes later, lightning struck the the where post. the audience was and yeah. electrocuted uh, two people. Uh, luckily, there was not it's everyone. Like 30 gone. feet from the merch table. So yeah. think about how many people could have been there. That was a big sign for us. We've always been a band that says trust your gut instinct and yeah. And we fight the battles when we really believe like there's something telling us that we shouldn't do this. And that I remember that. Like I remember sitting in the back of the bus with anxiety. We were all sitting back there in a circle, the four of us just d discussing yeah. like how do how do we do this? Like we can't go on stage. There's there's thousands of people. They're all standing under sheets of plastic. It was pouring. That's right. So I hard. remember the huge sheet of plastic. They're just like and they had lowered the brain. stage because they didn't want it to get struck by lightning. That's right. <laughs> like, yeah, they lowered the stage right down. Yeah, it's the same thing. It's like you know, somebody that comes wants in and... the you know, there's somebody that doesn't care that just needs the show to happen <laughs> for some reason. Yeah, that just has to push. Well, like you get you get pressure from all sides, right? And so I think mm -hmm. some people are like, you know, so 
So for us, like, you know, canceling a tour, we lose a shit ton of money. It's not definitely yeah. not motivated by f- financial reasons. It's just like, we're like, oh, it's going to cost a lot of money. So we, we do. It's all for us. It's all about the fans. That's why mm-hmm. we do it. Exactly. That's all we think about. If it was, if it was like, pff, let's just go make a bunch of cash. Let's go. We wouldn't. Yeah. It sucks. It sucks to cancel because obviously selfishly we want to just play. I know. But you know, for this hiatus. Yeah. But we'll get back out there. Uh, October is looking good. It's going to, it's just, everything's looking like it's trending in the right direction and it's going to be great to get out there. Like, and for like a, a bit of time too, it's not like just three mm-hmm. shows. It's like six weeks. So settle in, have some fun. Yep. Play some rock and roll, play some R and R, you know, <laughs> play some rest and relaxation. R and R then some R and R baby. Yep. Sweet. Well, I guess we should wrap right, it Dave. up here. Yeah, wrap, wrap it, it up. up. Well, I guess uh, since we touched upon uh, September 11th, we should just do a big thank you to all the uh, military for their service yeah. and their sacrifice. I think the uh, well-deserved, and I think a lot of people are, since 20 years, are thinking about that again. And uh, my wife and I went for lunch yesterday, and I, she saw four guys and three guys and a lady in fatigues having lunch and soon she just been watching all this stuff and as soon as we walked in she went right to this bar i want to buy their lunch and then another guy came in i want to buy his lunch she's on a full like i, I want to buy every military person's meal for every opportunity i have right now and i'm like you do it that's that's why you work make the money you make you can buy you can buy as many people lunch as you want right now but i feel like now is the time a lot of people are just kind of re-realizing the amazing sacrifice these people have made for this country yeah well we all forget sometimes and that's okay it's happens because that's why anniversaries are it's a reminder for us to go mm-hmm. oh shoot i totally forgot <clears throat> so it's good for once in a while to uh yeah just thank right. somebody remind yourself sweet dude well let's end it there yep and uh yeah, we just us. We got to get a live one going. We're gonna get a live one. We really had fun doing that that uh, Twitch one, and it'd be cool. Mm-hmm. I think fans would like to get on there and ask some questions and yeah, some vice versa. Yeah. So stay tuned. We'll see you all soon. And uh, yeah, go check out all our socials, Bammy Podcast, Kill Cliff. Peace. Bye bye. Bye.